Sports Dead in Goal podcast for another week. This is show number 57. I'm James Smith and joining me is Jeff Centenera. How are you going, mate? I am well, James. How are you? Good, good. After that punish of a magazine that we've just put together. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. <sighs> How many working days? Uh, nine, was Nine. It? I think it was nine. Yeah, yes. How many words did we just write between us? <laughs> I don't want to think about that. Far out. Mm. Wouldn't you love a team of freelance writers from overseas and this is, yeah. this is this is what people want to listen to us and, you know bitch and moan about <laughs> our job sucks we can know, write about sport exactly all day. The, you know writing getting to think and write and, and talk about sport all day you know and <laughs> there like, are there are people out there who are i don't know mining salt yeah. or like you know helping people bloody winger let's just get straight into it you know the format of the podcast by now um what's the most rugby league do you want me to go first so you can um, um no, so, no 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 no. you got something more interesting to say so i will i will go first but, yeah yeah but yours is very interesting why why is it interesting because it's something that you've proven hmm. um time and time again that yeah you, you you're good at this sort of okay, stuff, let, so. let, well let's not talk around the, you know kind of what the, the the issue is here i got another 10 <laughs> in tipping this week in which is to say i, I picked all eight uh, all eight games wow and um yeah, uh, it's my karmic punishment for saying that you know that uh, I didn't think the, the plus two points for a, for a perfect round yep. was uh, was uh, was valid. Uh, I think mm. it's I think it's yeah highly unfair. But yeah, I did it for the second time uh, this year. Uh, it uh, <laughs> gave me quite a nice jump in the company uh, tipping comp. I Did now I, I it's it's not got me within uh, side of the leaders. They're they're quite well ahead, but it has kind of got me uh, to to uh, my kind of my. I would call it my secondary goal for the year, but really it's my primary goal oh, for here the we go. year. And your primary goal say, is? My primary goal, my, my secondary goal is to win the comp and the money. My primary goal is to finish ahead of James Smith <laughs> in the tipping comp, which I have not done for, oh no, no, the year before I did, but no, oh, last, right. uh, last year I did not. You, you won, you won very handily last year. Oh, but yes, I got a 10, which of course, uh, the, the end product of this will be, I will get a zero this week. Just because <laughs> that is what I did the previous time this season, I got a 10. Really? Like um, earlier on in the year? Earlier on this year, when I got my previous 10 and I bragged about it on this, on this pod, <laughs> yes, immediately... I got a zero, and I'm off to a great start this round because, yeah, um, the Broncos yeah, kind of delivered me a donut last yeah, night. So, yeah, yeah well, I'm on my way. So there's se- seven more losses to come. <laughs> everyone would have tipped that, wouldn't they? Um, James has a very interesting uh, league thing he did uh, from from the low to the high, I would oh, say. Geez. So I, I have to get you to describe your I, I've been, thing we did, you did. I've been a little bit ill the last couple of months with a, an annoying cough and a cold that won't go away. So last week was my return to let's do everything possible on, on the rugby league calendar. So, Ooh. yeah, um, it was great. When it went to Newtown's uh, Beer, Food and Footy Festival, mm-hmm. um, backed up after last year. Just a sensational event. Mm-hmm. Um, I just rec- I can't recommend enough to rugby league fans. Um, you know, you really should get out there and, 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 and see what, what this is all about. It's a magnificent event. And this year they – last year they and the previous years – they made everybody line up and buy tokens, and then you use your tokens to go and buy your um, your gourmet food mm. and your gourmet craft beer. This year they just money had, um, card system, like oh, okay. credit yeah, card, credit, yeah. yeah. And, and it just seemed to flow a lot more smoothly, and there's a lot lot of happy people around. And the, the thing, <laughs> the thing I noticed about this year's event was 
people really get right into the retro jersey theme and not just uh, um, you know, classic sports wears latest range of retro jerseys. Actual the old one, jerseys. The ones yeah. that they actually have oh, sitting in the cupboard. Yeah, I saw this old, uh, this bloke. He wasn't old. He was about, about 40, 45. Yeah. And he had this original... 45, definitely not old. <laughs> no, he isn't. Not to us, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he had this Western Reds jersey on, an original yes. one. And it was a really bad remake of a Western Reds jersey from back in the day. A remake awful. of a Western Reds jersey. Yeah, it was like a counterfeit jersey. For, uh, a counterfeit Western Reds jersey. Yeah, yeah, from 1995. Oh, that's why they went under. So they <laughs> yeah. made one counterfeit jersey and you know, broke the marketing budget, or the merchandising budget. They did, yeah. So that was a great um, event. And then um, uh, the prof and I and our niece went up to um, Davies Park um, to honour... Um, Phil Dennis, who wrote the record for QRL Games, yes. number 271. Mm-hmm. We, we went up there not not thinking that we'd be seen or anything and, um, you know, just not even noticed. Like, it's, it's normal footy. It's footy people. Mm. And he ended up coming over to our table and having a really good chat for about half an hour about his timing league. Mm. Just a really great ambassador for, for the game. So Is he going to keep on playing? <coughs> I asked him that. Yeah. Uh, he didn't really give me an answer. Because I, um, I guess the only reason I ask is, yeah, if you're within distance of 300. 300, yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I said. I said, well, you know, by the end of the year, you'll be at 275 at least. Mm. And if you make the grand final next year, it might be 300 on the cards. But but that was great. I just want to thank the people at um, South Slogan. Um, and, yeah, what a great afternoon of, of uh, Brisbane Rugby League it was. It was terrific. And then um, uh, the third leg, I was... I suppose we'll touch on it later on, but it was a great night on Wednesday night. It was mm-hmm. a real celebration of the game. Um, was there a gasp in the audience when they named the fourth immortal? Uh, no, no, not quite. Was there a groan in the audience? <laughs> <laughs> no. They knew it was coming. Yeah, no, it was a good night, mate. It was good. It was, um, it was, the three at the start, that was unexpected mm. because that just wasn't in any of the media briefings or anything and... And then everyone sort of thought, you could feel everybody going, oh, good, you know, they've broken the rules of what they said they were going to do, but who cares? Like, and then the other two came. and, and the NRL, like, breaking, not, not obeying <laughs> their own rules all the time. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, so that, that's what I've been up to. I've been very busy. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a busy, busy end of the year. Um, what are you most looking forward to this week? What are you, what's on there? Well, I'm going to steal this one right off your run sheet right there. Um, yeah, Southland Storm. That, that is a hell of a game That's to tonight, have. actually, yeah, on yeah, Friday. Yeah, 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 It's a hell of a fixture to have yeah. timed perfectly for this for this moment in the year. Oh, I yeah. think it's one of those, yeah, it could be basically one of those statement games for um, for either side. I mean, if um, yeah, yeah. it would be a good game for the Rabbitohs to win, just you know, kind of amp up the belief. Yep. Uh, it's also a good game for, for Melbourne if they were kind of really to you know, kind of uh, win that co- kind of solidly. It's the kind of marker that you throw down to the rest of the company. Yeah, we're, we're winning this. Uh, we're winning this year, and yep. there's nothing you can do about it. So yeah, I'm I'm going to be kind of uh, yeah um, uh, very much on the couch uh, yeah. in front of the TV uh, for for that one. That's one that um, you always love it when yeah you have like yeah these kind of landmark uh, yeah, games yep. at, at this end of uh, at this end of the season. Yeah. Um, 
We and then, you know, then the other thing always happens with these things is and you come back to look at it in hindsight and, yeah, this result will have no relevance to, what's <laughs> happening, to what right. actually happens in the finals. It was just one game That's in, in, the run of, in the run of, what, have five left, in the last month of the season before, yeah. you know, before, you know, the finals start and then the slate gets uh, cleaned once again. But um, it, it, it's hard not to, it's hard not to notice that... Um, as we're kind of kind of uh, approaching the end of the season, it seems like the narrative that's emerging is that it's it's the storm and the roosters and you know not really anybody else. It changes every week though, doesn't it? Always does. Yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. football, just, well, just with the latest. Yeah. You know, football's reactive, you know. Like yeah, you know, is, yeah. everyone loves to say loves loves to make all these declarative statements after just you know one week, and then the next week happens, uh, you know, unpredictable result, and then everyone's eating their words. I love it. So yeah. you know, um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it, it could be irrelevant to the end of the year. I mean. Yeah. The thing I guess that intrigues me is that, uh, you know, in, in the context of this season, at the, from the outset, we said, I guess, you know, with, with the exception of um, the Cowboys, which I think everybody, you know, uh, made a, quite a big mistake on, we knew that Melbourne was going to be good. We knew that the Roosters were going to be good. And yeah. is this going to be one of those seasons that actually just plays out as we expect? And, you know, yeah. those are the two teams that are going to be really good. Yeah, yeah. Now, just um, building on what you were saying, um, I loved it. I loved it how... Um, Saints were flying high, yeah. and then we had this this Penrith versus St George Illawarra game at Penrith, and Penrith flogged them. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, Saints were kicked out of the race, and Souths were right up there as well. They were being talked about as grand finalists until they lost to West, West Tigers. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, everything that they did those those eight wins in a row, I think it was. They were completely forgotten, mm. and now the two new teams are the Roosters and the Storm. You, mm-hmm. you are quite right; it's so reactive. And next week we're going to be having a whole new conversation about what happens from now on. If South beats Melbourne tonight, we're mm-hmm. going to have a look at Melbourne and think, well, South lost to West Tigers and Melbourne lost to South. So what That's does right. that say about them? And yeah. the fact of the matter is, I think even good teams will lose. Yeah, uh, you know, it's like a season. It's, it's hard, it, yeah. you know, at some in, in any run of five games, it's really hard to string even for a good side five together. So you know, it is. if the Storm were to lose tonight in a close match. They'll have only lost a class match. They'll the probably fact, still be on top of the ladder. Yeah, yeah. And the fact is, is they'll probably still be in the you know, the driver's seat to, you know, to to get to the grand final. And if they're there, you know, chances are they'll win that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, but I think any time for a team like the Bunnies, where you kind of I guess you have to convince yourself again that you can knock off yeah. a, a side you're probably going to be looking at in September, uh, looking at you across the field in September. So I think it really helps. Like even if the game. You know, isn't of the highest consequence. Like I don't, I don't know how this really kind of shapes the ladder. But you know, if they get one, if they get this one here, it can only help if they meet in the final series again and just yeah. to say to themselves, well, we have played them before and we beat them, so they, yeah. they can't be unbeatable. So that's true. Yeah. So I'm really kind of and just the nature of how it goes. Like, what what does the matchup look like? Oh. Who has a decided edge over the others? I know that you know already one element is out of play because. Um, Vunavalu is out on one side and Jennings is out on the other. So, right, is that right? Yeah, okay. you know, a couple of big, a couple of big strike weapons for either side. Good. Uh, it's basically like you know a game of chess when two knights <laughs> both side don't have, yeah. don't, have, don't have a knight each or a rook or yeah. whatever you want to compare a wing <laughs> a wing or two. <laughs> Probably a rook, but uh, yeah. So that's um, it'll be intriguing just to see what the nature of uh, the nature of the matchup is. Yeah, yeah, particularly Cook versus Smith and yes. Yeah, it's just coming. Yeah, I'm yeah. really fearing for Cameron. 
Cookie, of course, is the is the best player in, in the game. No, um, Victor Radley is now. So oh, Victor. Yeah, Radley. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Keep, Victor, keep up. <laughs> yeah, Victor Boo Radley is uh, yes. Um, and uh, but I've since moved on from even him. Oh my god! Did you see? Uh, I mean, I know he's got six or seven games under his belt, but Lachlan Lewis. Mm. Oh, Wally Lewis's nephew. No, I actually haven't. That's one I've yeah. got to yeah, get an eye on. He's he's such a composer. I just like yeah. I can't bring myself to watch the Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> sorry, but yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Sorry, continue. Um, was, he's yeah. my my latest darling player. Oh yeah, yeah. Can't get enough of him. He's a champion. Yeah. Um, I'm looking. Which most... means he's like four seasons away from becoming <laughs> a solid first grade. Yeah, he needs a haircut though. His hair's too long. Otherwise, Maguire will start pulling it. Um, <laughs> I'm most looking forward to Jonathan Thurston in Sydney this week. I guess because it's going to be one of the last, second last time that he's that he's going to be playing in Sydney. So as many people as, as possible should get out to that game. Like you know, once in a generation player. Oh, okay, you got Smith as well and Cronk, but he's been such an amazing player. He's so good. Everybody knows there's going to be plenty of seats out there. So. It's an easy trip to make into Sydney and just to be able to tell your kids and your grandkids that, you know, when Thurston's being spoken about like um, Burge and, you know, uh, Brown and and Messenger and that you were there to see Jonathan Thurston play live. Here's a question for you. Yep. How does his career play out if he stayed at the Bulldogs? Um, Does it play out? is, Is the perception of him different? Which is to say, I'll, I'll kind of qualify that by saying he has... The same level of success. So he, so he, he wins another premiership, but, you know. Yeah. Because have... Can, I don't think Canterbury have won a premiership since... Oh, four was the yeah. last one. Was yeah, there. and he was on that side. Yeah. He was on the, was on the bench in that side, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. so if he brings them... So, yeah, and they've been to another... Uh, a couple of grand finals, I think, since that point, but not having won it. But, yeah. Um, it's a good question. But I, I, for me, so much of, you know, kind of the greatness of his career is bound up in making kind of North Queensland yeah. and making the Cowboys what, what they've become. So, yeah. you know. Um, and he's part of that Queensland like when mystique, you say, isn't he? When, yeah. you, when you say who is, even if he had spent his career at Canterbury, if you were to say who is the greatest Canterbury player ever, there'd be a range of answers. But yeah. when you say who is the greatest North Queensland Cowboy ever, it's not even a question. It's not no, even a no. debate. Yeah, it's not even a debate. You're so. probably right. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he's he does have a different career. Mm. If he stays at the Dogs, mm-hmm. he becomes just another, yeah, good player in a long line of good players, as you said, for the Dogs. He's but, in Sydney, so yeah. maybe a bit of the you know, there's a bit of contempt bred by you know the familiarity. Does he become DCE? Maybe he just gets mixed up in, as you say, eight other clubs. I don't know. I'm not saying quality wise, but reputation wise and and airspace wise. Yeah, yeah, and then you, you just don't know. Does he get kind of? How does he get pulled into the currents of, you know, the you know the kind of the goings on out of Belmore? Like you know, yeah. how, would he, <laughs> yeah. how would he have? Like yeah. I mean, this is this is presupposing a lot of like, you know, kind of like contingent um, contingencies. Like you know, it does it does it ever mean Des comes to to the, to the dogs? Does oh, yeah. it, you know. Does it ever mean that you know they certain develop a style of play? Like you know, uh, does Ben Barber emerge there? Do you know, it, it's um, oh. yeah. There's all these things that you know kind of might be different. Should like it's almost like arguing what if you know to say Bill had, you know had stayed you know had stayed yeah. there too. But um, yeah, it's I, I think it's just an I think it's an interesting one for uh, for yeah how we how we might have perceived uh, 
perceived him. Mm. I don't deny he would be. He would have been great. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> he would have been great anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, he's had such an amazing career. So yeah, well, I wouldn't mind getting out there and just watching him in the flesh yeah, one more time. Uh, I think his next game in Sydney is against the Sharks uh, at Shark Park. So that'll be his last game in New South Wales. So that's not. That's not in Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> Planet Shark. <coughs> um, at the SFS also is going to be a fan forum. Oh, God. Um, I can't remember, remember the specifics of it, but I think Greenberg and Beattie are going to be there mm-hmm. um, addressing an angry mob of, <laughs> of NRL bring, lovers. Bring your pitchforks. <laughs> and Greenberg. Or should I, should I just hang out the front and, you know, set up, <laughs> set up my pitchfork sale business? Like, you know. <laughs> And then Homer will be there. Mm-hmm. Where's my burrito? That's right. <laughs> this will go. Down or, or you know, James, I preferred my idea that the other thing they need there is uh, dunk tanks. Yeah, yeah, you know, like so, like you'll have like. So is that is that Beatty and Greenberg? Yeah, so you, you have Greenberg yeah. in one. Yep, and Beatty in the other. Yeah. right. And like you got like kind of got the target. Yep. and you give them like a steed. You say, okay, you can ask them a question. Yeah, yeah. I give you a steedin. And so you give them a steedin, and they try to hit the target, and then you know it'll it'll dunk either you know Peter Beatty or. And do, you, and do you charge people to, to for a shot? No, no. Well, I'm just I think, thinking, trying to think of revenue streams for the event. <laughs> revenue streams. Because they'll make a lot of money if, if they do this. Revenue streams. $5 a shot? I, I was thinking, no, but, you know, the, the basis being that you don't want to be asked a question. So you could either have a question or be given a ball. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> There'll be no questions, will there? There'll be... Mm. Firing balls at... Uh, I don't... I, I think the whole know. idea that they're actually fronting people and people want to show up to ask means that, you know, more yeah. than a few people want their questions yeah. answered. So, um, yeah. I think they've held one before. They and, did, and, yes. and they, and they got, a, yeah, got a bit of a response. So Which is why they're doing it again, isn't it? Yeah. That, that, was, yeah. that was the case. No, good on them. So, at least, I mean, I like I like the fact that Beattie and Greenberg are out there on Twitter conversing with the fans. It's better than you having this... Um, this uh, you know, royal sort of exclusive leader leadership of the game that just doesn't listen to the fans. Mm-hmm. Fans want to be listened to. They think they're, and quite rightly, they think they're the owners of the game and they want to. They want their ideas and feedback at least listened to. Mm-hmm. If nothing happens from from their suggestions, but it's awful being a, a supporter of something and and you and you're supporting it year in year out and. In your opinion, doesn't matter. It's, I would it's ask, to know that. I would ask you what would be the question you want to ask, but you basically oh, couldn't ask these guys. These guys yeah. I know you. You I had could. you've had yeah. conversations with Bob Greenberg and Beattie over the past yeah. six months, and you pretty much could ask them. And you so say your question would be like, you know, like, <laughs> could you pass the salt? Or which cab are we getting into? Which cab are we getting into? Oh, you know? Would you like another beer, Peter? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very good. Um, uh, yeah. What would you ask him? What would oh, you God, ask him? I, I was hoping you didn't kind of do that. Because <laughs> I've been kind of racking my... I'd be see, racking, see I'd that, racking uh, my brain. See uh, that busted... Just about, pass me, I read it directly in your... Jiu-Jitsu. Um, <laughs> I would ask... I haven't had um, really close discussions about footy stuff with either of them, so I'm still mm. trying to think of what I would ask them. Yeah, yeah, it's it's hard, isn't it? What? Yeah, if you had a one-on-one audience and they're sitting there, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or anyone in the game, anyone, any representative of your club, I'm a Penrith fan. If I had a one-on-one audience with Gus, not as someone in the media, yep. but if I'm the fan and I know that Gus is going to listen to what I say, 
what would you yeah what would you um say or ask either of these two blokes give me a picture of what the nrl looks like in 2040 yeah that would be my that'd be my that'd be my question yeah and, and, and i'd love to know what they actually think that would look like what, what would you want them to say what would I, you want Greenberg to say? It's not so much what I want them to say. It's I, I, I'd be curious to know what details he would pick to describe that yeah, picture because yeah. then to me that would illuminate what they actually think is the things that are important. Mm. You know, like like if he came back to me and said, like, said we're going to be making $700 million a year in revenue <laughs> yeah. in, in 2040 or, or yeah. whatever, pick a number out of the air yeah, yeah, or yeah. you know, a billion dollars, whatever it is. It would be interesting to me that that is kind of one of the criteria that he, you know, that he thinks is important to actually sketch out. Like I'm, I'm pretty like one of the things I definitely want to know is how many teams he thinks might be in the, in the, in is the this Greenberg or BD that you either, like, you know, okay, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. maybe it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's different because, you know, they, they occupy a different kind of, um, Different kind of roles, kind of yeah, they in the do, league. Yeah. So I, they work together by the same. Yeah, and what so. what the subdivision of like you know who's going to construct the, the broad overarching picture and yeah. kind of what's the operational detail and you know so that's that would be kind of that would be my kind of thing because I guess the thing that interests me is that um, it, it, it's something that kind of you inspired me to think about uh, kind of back a while ago. This would be scary. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I remember what the league looked like, like in 1998. So I've got a fair handle on what it was 20 years ago. Um, if if you told me that maybe this is what the league kind of looks like, like now in 2018, you know, I'd be surprised about, about certain aspects where it's strong, I must I must admit. And, yeah, I, and yeah. I'd, be, I'd be kind of disappointed, I think. In certain in certain areas as well, I think one of the things that um, uh, I guess one of the things that it's interesting to see how kind of these phases move. But I guess in 1998, I would have thought um, the one thing that would have surprised me if you told me I've, I come from the future. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I'm not going to tell you about anything important. I'm just going to tell you what's happening with yeah. sport in Australia. Like, you know, I'm not going to tell you Donald Trump is president. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, that that you know. Um, Union seemed to be really coming on in 1998. They just turned professional. The Wallabies were strong. You know, the you know Australia was a year away from winning the World Cup and five years away from hosting it quite successfully. And yeah, kind of within that cycle, kaput. Yeah, it's no longer seen as you know kind of a viable competitor. And and also 98. With, yeah, with rugby league anymore. And also 98 was the first year of the NRL. NRL so. exactly. Yeah, so yeah, you know, it's um yeah. So to you know to kind of think, like, yeah. Another twenty years from now, uh, is the league going to be any bigger? Is you know, is you know, kind of, um, you know, are we going to have more kind of? Uh, is a greater proportion of the league going to be kind of viable? Just you know, you know, at the at, at, at the individual clubs on the individual club level. Yeah. Like, are we? You know, I, I still find that you know, almost twenty years. We we're discussing this this morning about you know, kind of. You know, the legacy of Super League. 20 years after the fact, you know, it's still very obvious in the league that, you know, you still have some clubs that are very, very kind of, you know, wealthy and um, kind of sustainable and a good portion of the league that's not. Yeah. And, you know, that I don't think... It's a nightmare. You, you, can, you can make an argument that it has improved over the last 20 years and it's probably in a better situation than it was 20 years ago, but I don't think that progress has been to the degree that, you know, that I think would be satisfactory for, for mm. a lot of, you know, supporters of the game. But, 
you know, I, I, you know, I, I just like, like I said, I'd be, I'd be interested to, and admittedly, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to say, fan forum is not that kind of place oh, yeah, to yeah. ask them that question because oh. you know it's, uh, you know, it's, you know, going to have to get a quick answer. Um, I would ask. What what will junior rugby league? Um, what what sort of state will junior rugby league be? Fantastic question. Uh, yeah, I, I, I because I look at rugby league. Um, uh, I, I look at the NRL competition as the big advertising sign out the front, whereas you know the the junior. We had a whole episode on it with Alpi a few weeks ago. Yeah. The junior side of the game is the game. Yeah. That's where the mums are. That's where the dads are. That's the whole industry of yeah. sort of seeds well, are planted, yeah, whatever yeah, other cliche. You, you, yeah, you meet your long-term supporters. Yeah, yeah, it's so, still it's still the best indicator of uh, yeah. of lifelong support. You know whether you actually played the game or not. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's what I'd ask. It'd be very interesting to find out. Maybe we should set up a special meeting with them. Todd, get, I, get Todd in here. Yeah, yeah. getting in. You get, said you said he'd do it. Yeah, let's go. Let's yeah. get Todd. Let's get Peter Beattie. And then I can ask uh, my nerdy question about the salary cap. Yeah. That's the other one I'm asking. <laughs> God, the salary cap. Um, do you want to talk about Immortals or do you want to talk about... Okay, yeah, we will talk about the Immortals. I want to talk about Immortals. I okay. really want to talk about Immortals. This was a brilliant thing. Everything about it was brilliant. Uh, Joey Johns was there. Yes. He was um, handing out jackets and looking um, immortal. You get a jacket if you become an Immortal. You do, you do. Uh, not only that, um, you get... What do they look like? They're like blazers. Uh, they're like, I think they're dark green blazers, yeah. Oh, God. I was and so also, disappointed. I thought they were like Letterman jackets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and also, if you're in the Hall of Fame, you get a nice black and silver uh, Hall of Fame jacket. T- oh, okay. I thought you were yeah. going to say T-shirt. No. <laughs> it's like, what? All the fame all you get is a T-shirt. Yeah, you get a key ring too. <laughs> no, uh, because, you know, they're all there. Wayne, Wayne Pierce was there. Immortal. He's, he got a coffee mug. This is a mini <laughs> the rugby league play, yeah. So um, Joey was there, and Joey's been in the news today, um, sharing his opinions on yes. how the game should shrink, hasn't yes. he? Yes, you know, yeah. e- effectively, what he's done is he's he's an immortal, and so he's basically come out and say, you know, I'm an immortal. I'm much better at football than the rest of you. Get rid of it, like a quarter of the blo- no, uh, uh, Sorry, what was it? Yeah, a quarter of the blokes okay, in the league. Okay, here's another hypothetical. If yeah. you were an immortal, yeah. would you think like that? Oh, would you? <laughs> if I was an immortal, I'd be spewing hot takes left, right, and center. Where's my stadium named after me? Oh, that's, that's right. What's the point? Yeah, yeah. jeez, I'd be, I'd be spewing hot takes left, right, and center. I'd be kind of, you know, subtly kind of, uh, I'd be subtweeting um, other immortals, talking about, you know, like, yeah, okay, there are 13 immortals. I'm, I'm surely I'm like number five, and I'm much better than six and seven, and I'm closing in. I'm probably better than number four, but you know, so I'm I probably the best one alive. So, and that would stir some yeah. shit. Well, you know, I, there's that old talking point in the past where I've said I don't think any, I don't think they should name immortals who are dead. Yeah, yeah. by definition, yeah, you can't be a dead immortal. Yeah, so. you, you're about the nine millionth person to make that joke. I'm the nine millionth, but you don't, you don't mind my idea, do you? <laughs> I reckon immortal status should be for what is it? The table of thirteen. Table of thirteen, but they should be only for players who are alive. Yeah, yeah. Once you've once you've died, they can I don't know give you some other status legend. Yeah, I don't know. What, what, yeah, whatever. Oh, well, well, you should you should try and introduce that in basketball or something. No. <laughs> Why not? Why, why would I want to do that? <laughs> There's too much star. There's, that star. That game is already too, <coughs> too star centric. 
So, you know, <laughs> now, going to go off and do some entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneurialism in, in this space. In, I was another, in, in another sport. I was thinking of the NBL. You could have uh, anyway. Oh. Yeah. Could yeah. have all sorts of stuff. Yeah, but then it's all going to get confused with dudes who everyone thought were really, really good, but you know, yeah. they were just you know memorable. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like the league. Yeah. So yes, uh, yeah. My answer is so. That, he wants to cull four clubs to make yes. a twelve. Yes, and and you think this idea has merit, don't you? Well, you kind of like came up both guns blazing by saying what was what was uh, what was Joey on which is always a very yeah. and everyone on Twitter saying I don't know what he was on but I'd love to sh- um, love it to be shot straight yeah, into my veins very scurrilous which is the saying of very scurrilous question but um, yeah. yeah I yeah my my one my answer just I don't know I was having a stir or a stir up probably was having a stir okay. but yeah I said it was logic yep like let's face it you know I mean um, if you gave someone the blank sheet of paper, you would not come up with the competition structure of the NRL. Don't you think? Or even the BKG for that matter. But before, I, you know, before I, I invite kind of a, a Twitter tsunami against me, yeah, um, I will kind of cop out massively on, on, on this issue. You know, very, very coward-like and say, I would not want to be the one to figure out how you no. do it. That's the thing, isn't we, it? We went through we went through everything that ever happened, that happened after Super League with, um, with, the, with the bunnies and so forth and the mergers. Would tell you that this is going to be a monstrously difficult task, and so I, I have no answer for how you do it, and which is why we're at a stalemate. Yeah, let's say right. Let's say we got rid of four. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter which four. Let, let's pick four. Let's pick. Let's kick Manly out. Let's get rid of the Gold Coast Titans. Mm. Um, who else? The Warriors. They're not even in Australia. <laughs> and who else should we kick and out? The, the irony is, is that everybody, every time you come up with these blue these blueprints to redraw the comp, yep. they're always in. And not only that, it's a double down. Everyone wants to put a second team. In <laughs> you don't do that. It's dumb. Um, and let's get rid of just for to show that I've got no. And, and this is Penrith. just a complete. Yeah, <laughs> let's kick out Penrith. There's already a team in Western Sydney. Mm. They can join with Para. Okay. When you kick those teams out, mm-hmm. all their supporters get really, really angry and they get disillusioned with the game. That's You're not going to grow the game like no, that. No doubt. Like, this is you're this not. is the problem. We've been through the experience already. We, yeah, went, yeah. we went through kind of, mm. you know, we, we've seen what what happens when you merge clubs. Yep. You've seen what happens when you kick out historic ones. Yeah. It's... It's a yeah. big call, isn't it? It's it's yeah. surgery, and yeah. you know, surgery by definition is like kind of destroying a part of yourself, yeah. you know, to to heal in the long term. But don't you um, think as as well? Yeah. Just sorry to interrupt. Hasn't the A League told us that you just can't you just can't sit there and think up new teams and put them in and expect people to come and watch them straight away? Like the A League, how old's the A League? That's about fourteen. Four, years. Yeah, this is, yeah this is season fourteen. It's taken out. fourteen years for it to get to where it is. Mm. For the Melbourne victory to be really, really popular with locals, yeah. I don't know. Is there a lesson to be learned there? Well, I'm, I'm a believer. My pet theory is that it's it's generational. So you need about twenty. <laughs> twenty teams. Well, not twenty years. Twenty years. Yeah. You, yeah. you need. Well, look, yeah, yeah. You need about that amount of time for the supporter of the club to have a kid who then might become the supporter. Of, yeah. yeah. Second generation. Supporter. And you have to brainwash them into. Supporting the Melbourne Storm. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you know, and, and that's it's not guaranteed because they might choose to you know, <laughs> like like I like our colleague, um, you know, Garners, who's a who's a very dedicated Aston Villa uh, fan in football, and his son came to him the other day and said he wanted he wanted to support Man United. <laughs> Connors was, was was heartbroken. And then just to complete the picture, our head of sport Kevin Ayres said, "Is there something you can do? Put him up for adoption or something?" <laughs> I loved that. 
but yeah, so anyway, I, I, yeah, I generally have a 20-year type of t- yeah. rule. So it, it is, it's interesting now because you look at the joint ventures, they're coming up on 20 years, aren't they? They are, aren't they? So yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see where, um, and, you know, that, that 20 years is not ironclad. You, you, you have to have something to happen within that span of time. Like a premiership. Well, you know, oh, but yes, generally it's a premiership. I, I mean, like, if you look at something like West's, what they did was 05, right? Um, yeah, what they did then. That's the kind of thing a new generation of fans can, you know, can, uh, can hang on to. Yeah. So you need something like that to happen in that, in that 20 year space. And because, like, um, the Dragons with their 99 grand final appearance. Yeah. Like they, they need something like <coughs> an iconic player, a great, um, a great kind of moment, a victory. Um, just yeah. not something that creates a sense of identity. If you have 20 years of just blah, I, you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care how many, you know, kind of kids you're having born into your, into your <laughs> fandom. It's just not going to happen for you. So you're quite right. Well, that's what happened with the Northern Eagles, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Nothing happened. How long was they around? A few seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so, yeah, so, I, so yes, I, um, yeah, I, I think, I think immortal status should be, uh, yeah, it should be licensed to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to play to blaze away with both guys. I don't I don't know why that that was the topic that uh, what, that, that Joey picked. But. What if the ARL Commission mm. was just Immortals? What if Wally Ooh. Mal well, Andrew this Jones? Is what, this is what people are complaining about all the time, isn't it? The idea that there's a lack of um, football mouse. You hear that all the time in the in the in, in the papers, isn't it? Oh, there's a lack of football brands over at Moore Park. Here's the this is a fantastic idea. Why don't we have the Immortal Council? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, the Chamber of Immortals. <laughs> In fact, do you want a, there's a chamber. You got a table. Build kind of, them. Build them like a rock kind of structure, and it'll look like Game of Thrones. And they can come mm. in and you know, with their jackets, and they can kind and of they got sit hoods at this. And, and they and they're sitting around a, a, a spiritual fire. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and, and Wally says. You're not going to get an answer today. We're not in the mood. And then, <laughs> and then Joey shows you out. They've got Junior Pierce, right? Mm. For five or six years or seven years, they had John Grant as the chairman, mm-hmm. played for Australia, mm-hmm. um, distinguished career. It's not as if they're a bunch of nerds just sitting there with absolutely no idea about how is to run that idea. Why isn't it? Why don't? Why doesn't? Um, to determine immortals, yeah. why don't the immortals themselves pick it? Um, they were involved in the decision making no, process. No, not involved. I want <laughs> how many immortals? How many living immortals do we have right now? Um, there's thirteen. I, I don't know. There's uh, thirteen. The, the, the three they added were all dead. Us three, the, you know, like Messenger, Burge, and Brown are all uh, are all passed, right? Yeah, so, yeah. You know, we have Langland's Lang- Lang- gone. gone. So is Churchill. So is Churchill. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say the wrong number because Raper is. Yeah. Fulton is. Yep. Uh, Ray Perfall, uh, Beatson's not. So, um, yeah, yeah. I would wager what that's that's seven, isn't it? Um, I just, yeah, yeah. So, half of them, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. That's a good community <laughs> yeah. They get to choose who they want to bring into their little club. <laughs> Far out. I'll tell you what, if they don't know, then who does? And then, you know, what you could even do is you could bring in like a descendant of the ones that you know. <laughs> yes. So that you got in fifty years' time, um, Gazin's great grandson. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so you got no right to be here. Like um, I've got Clive immortal Ch- blood in me. Yeah. Like Clive Churchill's great great granddaughter. Who <laughs> <laughs> knows but, nothing about rugby league and, and doesn't care about it. <laughs> but <laughs> this <laughs> is a great idea. This is, this is better. So yeah, it's like the royal family. You, you got no choice. 
you're born you're born into the immortal family. You give him like a half. You give him like a proportion of about each yeah. each descent, each like you know, but each descent through the generations, you take a bit away from. Them. Yeah, yeah. There you go. See how easy that was. We solved every problem in the world. You seen. Um, but then, do you think like the immortal club would then just start adding them like you know willy nilly, like you know, like <laughs> you kind of add five one year, add six the next year. Yeah, you kind of thirteen immortals. That's too many. What about that argument? Oh, well, I'll, I'll thirteen I'll, 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 out of nine thousand, and it's too I'll many. Let, okay. let, I'll clear the stage for you to tell, <coughs> tell the story of how they are selected four originally why oh. they settled on four well what happened was i love this story yeah so <laughs> what didn't happen was the greenberg back in the day named four mm. and then it's been the same system ever since it's mm-hmm. it, was, it, it was um part of a mcguigan's wine promotion they they wanted an excuse to show off their new wine series which had four kinds or four whatever's that don't know anything about wine and so rugby league week just had a bit of a chat with them and they came up with an idea of naming four players to as a celebration of, of this wine label. Four post-war players. So so even from the start, there were no pre-war players even considered. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. They named four. And I'll have to, I'll, last night I was trolling or searching through YouTube and there's actual footage of the four original immortals <laughs> holding a box. And, they're in a, and there's this photo shoot at the SCG and they're all sipping um, glasses of red wine in celebration of McGuigan's range. Love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. And and that's why... It's like learning that State of Origin was invented by a beer company. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been more appropriate, actually. Mm-hmm. But, like a coffee company. Like, you know, like, yeah. this is our single origin roast. <laughs> let's, how do we promote that? Oh, let's just have, like, Queensland and New South Wales players play here in the United States. It couldn't be any other way, could it? it yeah. And that's why the other night was the first time that the gamers had to recognise pre-war players because Rugby League Week only died last year. They still had the call on who was going in and and, and that. And that's like Wednesday night was the first opportunity. And I love the fact that they just, everyone in that, there was a final meeting. Um, had a yarn to David Middleton on Wednesday night, and I oh, said, "That's dangerous." Yeah, yeah. I, I said, "Were you part no, of?" This? You know, you know, no offense, Middle. Like, um, you know, love what you do, but yeah. you know, just I, I just would have thought, you know, oh. you would have been shaking with excitement. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'll work. Yeah. in the rugby league as a night of rugby league history. Yeah, like, it just you know would have been too much for Middle to bear. Yeah, it would. Have. <laughs> uh, but, but I said, "Were you involved in any of this?" And he said he was part of the screening of the original set of players who mm. were eligible for the Hall of Fame, blah, blah, blah. And he said, but I, but I did sit in that final meeting to decide the, the immortals. And uh, I said, oh, what was that like? Was there plenty of debate and all that? And he said, no, no, it was quite unanimous about what was going to happen. And, yeah, and so so that, that as I said, that was the first opportunity since 1971 or whenever it was that the immortals was invented, that pre-war players, you know, would have been included so yeah. Yeah, it wasn't it hasn't always been an NRL ARL Winfield Cup uh, initiative so now that it was a pretty glitzy though. it was pretty nice it wasn't sit down or anything it was just come and have drinks sitting in a little auditorium Fox Sports broadcast this one hour show and then that was basically it it wasn't but it was at uh, the Sydney Cricket Ground it was pretty cool um should we so speaking of immortals should we go through this week's yes twitter responses yes, um, 
before we do, if if you guys want to, um, I don't know whether I should be saying this, but if you've got anything, any feedback or any <laughs> any, any feedback directed to James, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Oh, feedback, yes. Um, or if you want to communicate with us in any way, just send us a DM or something. Uh, Wits uh, wanted us to mention uh, the Riverina Schoolboys Knockout Carnival uh, in June, uh, which is on this Saturday. Okay. See? So we're, we, we're a supporter of the game at all levels. Um, it's the 75th anniversary of the event uh, with teams from under sixes to under 15s competing. About 150 teams. Um, on Sunday, they'll also hold a junior girls league tag carnival. There you go. Pretty cool. Hey, hope that goes well. Excellent. So this week's question was, which player from before your time do you wish you were able to see in action? And why? Oh, uh, just player from before your time. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I thought it was immortal. Oh, okay. Oh, yours. No, but no, you, sorry. No, you, <coughs> I mean, I might have misheard you. Oh, okay. Um, so Stuart McLennan. No, says, no, no, before you say anything, what? which one was yours? Oh, um, mine, mine was Tommy. Yeah, you Tommy Rodonicus, yeah. yeah. I just loved that bash and barge psycho element of league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty much 100, 100 degrees away from what I'm like and... I just like, like watching lunatics play, basically. <laughs> I, I saw um, a few years ago, I watched at the SFS Live, Manly played the Roosters, and Kieran Foran, it was it was before Kieran Foran was Kieran Foran, he was running around and he was smashing blokes, and I thought, I've never seen a halfback like this, so aggressive and dominant in, in defence. Mm. I think that's what Tommy was like, so yeah. in my mind, I've gone, oh, this must have been what you know the sort of persona that Tommy... Had um, yeah, so that's mine. Um, who would yours be? Um, and this is betraying. As people know, I didn't grow up in an, in an NRL state, right. so um, uh, Artie would be up there. Artie, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd like to have seen him. Yeah, I didn't his, see him in yeah. his prime. I, mean, I guess we're betraying. I guess a bit how <laughs> compared to some of our older listeners, probably saying, "Oh, listen to these young guys." <laughs> uh, but you know, if, if you really want to go back into antiquity, I, I really, as I told you earlier. I really want to know how good uh, Daly Messenger was, like because yeah. you know, it's. Um, I think he really must have been something. Yeah, like you yeah. know, you read kind of the contemporaneous accounts, like you know, he, he's Bradman esque. Like you know, he was, he, yeah. you know, he, he could have carried like any number of codes on his entire shoulder. He must have been the best rugby union player out there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. For, maybe just raw footballer. Yeah, back in the day when I think. Um, there was more similarity to all our codes. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like um, Lee would have been unrecognizable. But I, I think that, yeah, even a union or a leaguey back in the day probably would have more transfer to um, to even like the BKG that, you know, <laughs> that, that is almost you know, kind of you know, not even relevant. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Just in these, this day and age. Different planet. But, you yeah. know, he just, yeah, he just seemed like, he seemed like an otherworldly kind of uh, kind of talent particularly when it came to uh kicking the ball which you know was i think much more and that would be the big difference like i i suspect it's one of those things like, like when you catch them on on foot you know on video and you're like oh, all right <laughs> not <laughs> yeah. that great yeah <laughs> uh, you know everyone's slower and you know like it, it just it just it, you know it's just not made to look as impressive and as... you're sitting there and you're thinking this footage is crap it wasn't <laughs> even in hd uh, that's right but um <laughs> but yeah like i get the impression that maybe when i actually if there, was, if there was footage of him like you'd be watching him and you'd be like oh, yeah. all right he looks like one of those like really great uh Rugby union uh, fly halves <laughs> from the eighties. Yeah. They kick the leather off the ball, like you know, like Rob yeah. Andrew or Grant Fox. 
something, yeah, yeah. something like that. But, but anyhow, no, that cool. would be that would certainly that would certainly be mine. Oh, that's good. And I was delighted that he actually uh, rose to moral status because that was the one I was going to kind of scream the house down about if they didn't kind of give him any credit. Yeah, because yeah. you know, you know, I don't know, I don't know how they don't like he's such he's such a formative figure. Yep. in the game. Yeah, no, good good point. Um, so Stuart McLennan says Welsh wizard Lewis Jones, who came out to Australia. And captain coached um, New South Wales second division side Wentworthville, uh, a good comp at, at that time. Uh, he rewrote the record books. My dad and others declared him the centre slash fullback, uh, sorry, the best centre slash fullback uh, they'd ever seen. So that's, that's good. Nice nice name that not everyone's heard of to start off with. Thanks, Stuart. Yeah, now they just, you know, Welshmen, <coughs> Welshmen just win Tour de France. Tours de France. Tim Gore says... Would have loved to have seen Norm Proven. Um, yeah. Be polite, James. <laughs> I wish someone would write well, a book uh, on Norm Proven. Uh, you know, I would have loved what to. What sort of player he was. Yeah, you know, I'd have loved to have seen And there's probably footage of this somewhere. So, you yeah, know, yeah. It, it is, um, I would have wanted to see that St. George side before um, Limited Tackle came in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just want to see how the game was played. Exactly. So do I. Yeah, mm. so does everyone. Um, good to see Norm added to the list. Uh, mm-hmm. Brendan Hurst, former Gold Coast first grader from memory, we'll have to interview him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Arthur Beetson, um, I only rem- remember him at the end of his career when he played in Brisbane uh, for Redcliffe, and I was a mad South Magpies supporter, so I didn't get to appreciate him as I was too young. Mm. Uh, thanks, Brendan. Um, uh, challenging ideas, Oz says, can't split Clive Churchill. Reg Gasney and Johnny Raper, mm. immortals, love to love to see games uh, that they dominated. Tell you what, Churchill would have been great. I, yeah. I get the sense that you know, like you know, the thing about Churchill is that he makes more sense to me now after Billy Slater. Yeah, fair I enough. I watched Billy Slater run around. I could see you know if you told me, oh yeah, that, that yeah, that's what Churchill was like. Okay, now yeah. now I get it. I I, I link Church, um, Alan Langer to Churchill because. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was very small, mm-hmm. and at South Juniors, uh, the local um, that I go down to to watch footy sometimes, uh, they've got this Clive Churchill Australian jersey hung up, mm-hmm. and it is so small. Yeah, you think, wow, like that's yeah, and and even yeah, the, the players have just gotten so so big. Yeah, it's talking to um, Tony Crawford from the NRL media department on Wednesday night, and he walked past um, uh, Noel Kelly. Noel Kelly was the enforcer of his age. Yeah. Brutal hard man. Yeah. He's about five foot something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, wow, that was that was the mean man of rugby league back then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah look at Regan Campbell Gillard and all those blokes. Well, they had to stay on the field for 80 minutes. <laughs> and they didn't have supplements and vitamins back then, did they? Um, where am I? Bargy uh, says Dally Messenger. Um, just to see for myself how good he was. Uh, he must have been something special. Um, Jay Dwight. I have two, uh, Raper. My dad tells me so many stories of his brilliance, particularly his cover defence and messenger, the man who, without, who without, um, we don't have our game. Mm-hmm. So to see his skills and the first matches of our game would have been awesome. Yeah, I wish I could go back in time to Birchgrove to when that photo was taken in 1910, not, no, not 1908, 1910. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of nerds out there who are... Who would have yelled at me if I'd have called that photo nineteen oh eight? Um, and to see his skills, uh, yeah. Colin Copeland says I didn't start following league until about 
2010. So any Raiders players from 82 onwards, plus the likes of Beats and Fulton, Proven and Summons, just to name a few. Well, you're lucky, Colin, because you get to look at it, look it up on YouTube. Mm. Yeah, just there it is. Like just to watch Mal. Yeah, just Mal. to watch Mal would have been. And, you know, I yeah. don't think we've mentioned that I brought his name up in the context of you know his his pending, not even pending, his his, his immortality now. But yeah, you know, yeah, that's well deserved. Like Mal is kind of the the iconic guy for me from when I started watching. Yeah. He, um, the first guy I ever kind of watched a rugby league game and thought, yeah, that, that guy just is really so much better than other guys on the field. So, it, yeah. Um, yeah, like, yeah, that's the, that's the one I would say from the, my time. And I admittedly, again, I come to it rather late um, yeah, by, by some degree. Uh, but, yeah. Still, uh, you're watching it in a mortal, so there you go. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm still a bit troubled by the idea that, you know, there were a couple of them running around. Because oh, right. he and Wally are basically contemporary. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. No, it's a good argument. Mm-hmm. Bob Berman says, I've got three. Um, Gaznier, Popper Clay, and Brian Bevan. Oh, Brian Bevan. Uh, Brian Bevan. Yeah. Bevan, wow. Yeah. Um, missed seeing Gaznier by a few years. Uh, read heaps about the other two when I was just getting into rugby league. Um, of course, there are heaps more. See what these, these historical figures do. They, mm. they, they're they like gateways, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah, which is great. Uh, where the heart is, um, who I've got to thank along with uh, uh, Karate Warrior 2 as, as being the recruitment manager for this week's <laughs> question. <laughs> uh, he's got three, uh, Scotty Gale, Ellery Hanley and Wayne Pearce. The eyes of Balmain fans light up when these three names are spoken. So, you know, uh, they were really something special. Would have loved to have experienced Hanley's hype slash fanfare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, Dave Searle says Keith Barnes. That's a good one too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no explanation needed. Yeah. Uh, Steve Burgess says Arthur Beetson in his prime, um, like yourself. Um, I did see him play for Redcliffe, but he was past his best and I was only four or five years old. Um, and do you want to read this, <laughs> this last one out? You're a lot more... Oh, I'm like, you know, d- yeah, yeah, and I actually do know. I actually do know how this guy is. Having okay. just done something for for the you know, when we were doing our World Cup uh, League World Cup thing, like. But uh, yeah, my my <coughs> old, uh, yeah my my mate at Pythago, Pythago NRL or Pythagon NRL, <laughs> Puige Aubert. Hey, He's the only really notable French trésiste in RL history, rugby league history, and led the Chanticleers to kicking the the kangaroos' asses on home turf. Could kick, had a turn of speed, and went head to head with Churchill and won. Not sure if YouTube cuts it in this case. Yes, and there's something to French football. I mean, to, as we know about French footballers, they've got um, yeah, they're they're reckless. <laughs> <laughs> Every account that you read of the kangaroo tours, mm. they get to France at the end of the tour, yeah. and they're the most violent games I've ever been involved in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. they just yeah, they you know, as we know, they 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 do unpredictable you know kind of things. They you know, weren't weren't to be limited by you know kind of the. Yeah, kind of what was it, what was expected of them. Yeah, it's a real shame that France really is not a vital kind of yeah. Yeah, league force anymore. And a lot of that has to do, of course, with kind of politics in that country because everything possible was done to oppress rugby league. We're not even a sport in France, are we? That's right. Really. So, you know, I mean, it's, um, yeah, yeah, it's a shame. But um, at least, you know, kind of kind of got that. That's a really good nomination. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, excellent. And I wanted you to read that out because I... Because you can. Uh, <laughs> well, you can start helping me from next week. It'd be good. I, really, a very good I really could, but I wanted, I, wanted to, very good I, wanted, I, I wanted to chime in with, you know, like kind of like put downs and, you know, get, <laughs> yeah. get squares and, you know. Why not? Yes. Um, all right, so we're just about to knock off here. Mm. Uh, but in the meantime, we've got a, a, an addition out, 
our September edition of Inside Sport with Nathan Cleary on the cover. Um, I've spoken at length about that feature that's in there, but yeah. there's also uh, Tim Matt. Does he tell you where he's going to play next? <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on, sell a few more copies. Okay. I don't if, you, if you actually, if you kind of, if you kind of take the first letter of every sentence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, of every of every quote that um, yeah that uh, that uh, that Nathan Cleary gives us, he gives you a hint as to where he actually might play next in NRL. <laughs> oh god, people will be doing that. Yeah, um, and then you 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 spell the word backwards. Yeah, he'll, he'll reveal <laughs> he'll reveal the secret. Oh, oh, play play the tapes backwards. Except there's <laughs> tapes. Anyway, sorry, keep going. Um, yeah, so that cover story is about the Panthers Academy. Um, I also caught up with Tim Manor, mm. and he took me through. How he, how he and his other prop mates survive years and years of getting bashed up in the NRL and keep backing up. Um, Short answer, they like treadmills. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they like looking after themselves. <laughs> Not like when they're 23 and they smash themselves. What has happened to props these days? You know, um, they like looking after themselves. Yeah, that's that's what he says. Yeah, the old props must throw them out of the prop union, saying, you know, yeah. front row? The whole point of the front row is not to look after yourself. <laughs> it's to smash yourself to bits. Um, it was cool because when this magazine came out, uh, we, we'd had that Tim Manor thing in there about, mm. you know, how to be a good prop forward. And that was the very weekend that he made that awesome burst downfield. And, and yeah, it was, it was terrific. Uh, Gordon Tallis, we hear about his year off in rugby league and... Mm-hmm. And that's all I'll call it because people get really divisive about that. <laughs> about he, about it wasn't his fault, and he didn't have to take it off, but he did. Blah blah blah. Yep. Um, Brandy shares his nineteen ninety one premiership year and how important it was to people of Penrith. That's pretty good, especially to very interesting, um, especially to people like me. And Jordan Mailata um, talks about how he went from a Rabbitohs under twenty under twenties player to. An NFL draftee. Mm, yes, indeed. Yeah, very good. Um, anything else, mate, that you want to... Oh, yes. I have one too, but you go. Okay. Um, congratulations to Matt Chechen, who referees his 300th first grade game this weekend, and really sad to hear that he's hanging out the referee whistle in Australia. Uh, that, that story that... W- is, this because, out... is this because people have just become too abusive? Um, yeah, well... <laughs> I suppose death threats, you know, multiple <laughs> death threats to your family. You know, he's pretty, pretty unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Yeah, this is, yeah, everybody knows what is, well, what's led to this, but, you know. Mm. Yeah. Um, what is the refereeing mark, by the way? Uh, what is, uh, when you say 300 games, like what's... Okay, um, I, I saw this today. Harrigan, Bill yeah, Harrigan. I would have thought so. Oh, Did Bill gosh. get to like some ungodly number, yeah. like 400 plus or 500 I plus? Think, oh, geez, it's either... 393 or 353, one right. of those two. Yeah, so he passed it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, um, uh, you know, I, I've been ignoring a lot of the ref's fault, sort of. It's tedious. Yeah, I, I think I find it really boring. Mm-hmm. When you go to the footy, the crowd isn't going ref's fault, you know, why is he doing his blah, blah, blah. You, you, you very rarely hear the, the chatter that you see on Twitter. Mm. It just doesn't exist. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but um, I was just really sad to... Sort of hear that he's that it's gotten to him. Yep. You know the very thing that we're complaining about, uh, lack of quality reps. Yeah, exactly. That's the exact opposite has happened. Yeah. And our best one is leaving the game. So, <coughs> um, congrats to Matt. Hope um, hope you have a good game, uh, refereeing Penrith and Canberra. Um, 
Bad do um, I've got one. Oh, cool. Um, we I don't know whether we mentioned this on the previous one, but uh, let's uh, square it up. Uh, we asked a question um, just as a bit of a throwaway, uh, maybe a pod or two back about uh, kind of where Terry Lamb played junior footy, and uh, yeah, someone in the giant brain that is our that is our kind of Twitter following kind of set us very straight. I can't remember who it was, so we should probably kind of figure <laughs> figure that out before I brought this to us. But yes, uh, Terry was indeed a Canterbury junior. Chester yeah. Hill was it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, which is very much within kind of their. Um, their their re, uh, their zone so yeah yeah we, we stand corrected and I just wanted to kind of uh, yeah, I wanted to kind of mention that ah well done mate excellent we'll have to find out who, who, who sent well we'll do that for next week yeah yeah, yeah kind yeah. of look that up we'll, we'll I really should it. I really should have kind of yeah, thought <laughs> to give credit to who actually who actually told us that but. catch you next week see ya.